0: little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Last week, we kind of just started going over that the critters, God is the one who parallels a garden. Um, God loves everything he created, reveals things about him. He's amazing. Everything's so interconnected with God. And so when he uses things like farming or gardening, they, he would call it more farming. I doubt they had little gardens back then, right? Like they had full out. They're farming, right? And they had worse conditions than us. But um, but he he uses that to say that we're a garden, amen? We're also a building. So you could, you could get that up here to talk about building construction and you get some ideas of how all that works too. Maybe we'll have him do that sometime. But we're doing the running the race parable are the, relating to running the race and also re, and, and being, how does it work in the garden? Because we want to be fruitful, right? And we want to run to the high calling of Christ Jesus. So anyway, so I, I don't know how I came upon this book. Um, I think maybe I was watching, I think maybe I was watching something with Sid Roth or Elijah's dreams or one of those. And this person was on there and mentioned this book, I think, but... This has been a very strange um, season for me personally. I have never sat around and watched so much teaching in my life. And I will say this if you have access, if you're on the internet, I recommend you get rid of cable and do streaming on the internet. Get a smart TV. I personally. For me, because I'm not very technical, you can, that's why we have so many employees. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything, Harley, But I can work my little remote on my smart TV, barely. But I got a Roku one. They're not that expensive. And it's already pre- programmed pretty much for you. You just put the channels you want in. But I'm gonna tell you, you will be amazed. I keep telling somebody who doesn't listen to me this. If you could put this on a big screen Okay, I know you like to watch it on your little screens. There's something about watching it on a big screen. Okay, there's something about staring at that instead of staring at HGTV or something. Amen? Your selection of teaching is unbelievable, including we're about to upgrade our YouTube channel and get all this stuff put on as soon as we get our new computer that's coming soon. But you can see everybody's teaching just about and you poking what you want you poking the topic you want you can learn how to garden on there people and make squash casserole because i did that and i finally learned how to do that so not only now am i gardening the fruits coming in and i'm actually learning to cook after all these years my husband's like what's happening <laughs> i told you i'm getting bored i told guys that i'm bored i need more to do i talked to my son on the way here i said i'm just really getting bored he goes, Mom, you know, just get another beach house to oversee. I said, well, I'm, I don't really want to do a beach house. I mean, I don't want to take that risk right now. So I think I'm just in that season where he's about to open some doors. So I probably should be enjoying this. Amen. I know my husband is. He likes the squash casserole. And he likes me being home so much. And anyway, I'm like, anyway, okay. So I'm ready to go to the nations. Amen. So when those airports open and... Um, they don't have to put something in your veins that might hurt you. Um, no poison shall harm me, but I'm, I'm going to do my best not to take any poison. Um, I, I take really no medicines, and, and I'm cool with that. And I think all of us need to get more into who God is. Amen. It won't hurt my feelings when some of this is gone, and we have to believe in faith. Amen. We, we've become a nation. Our nation is addicted to medications. And medication is the same word that comes from witchcraft. It's the same word. And it has got a lot of people not trusting God, not seeking God. Am I telling you to come off your medications? No, I'm telling you to get in faith and let God take you off your medications. Amen. Somebody, and quit claiming it's your disease. Well, my diabetes, well, good gosh. You just said devil walked up, knocked on the door. You said, thank you. Thank you for wrapping it up for me. Amen. You got to tell him this ain't mine and God's going to set me free. And he's, that would be one of the critters. So one day we're going to do a teaching soon on sickness. But when I read this in this book, so a lot of tonight I'm going to share from this book. Um, The book is called The Rise of the... I'm going to spell this because I don't know for sure how to pronounce it. M-I-C-A-I-A-H. Micaiah. The Rise rise of the Micaiah Prophet. The Call to Purity in the Prophetic Ministry. And this person wrote a book that I... um, You want me to say it again? Okay. Is the rise, and you can you can get it on Kindle too, right. yeah. The rise of the M I C, A I A H, prophet, by Joshua Gills G I, L E S. And I love it when I find a book that I knew I should write, but I'm not that great of a writer, and I don't want to put that much time and energy. But it's like, but you're bored. Be quiet, people. And um. <laughs> when I go to write it's it's like homework to me I don't even do the to the worksheets I just call Nicole with the ideas and she puts them together but um but when I find a book that I know needs to be written and I find one that's written this well it makes me glad I didn't write it but it makes me want to promote it amen and so this book talks about all of the counterfeit that has gotten into the prophetic and how to be careful. And he sees a lot of the things that I've, that I've seen. If not, it, he goes into much more detail. And this is a major issue in the body of Christ and it has to be cleaned up. And I believe personally, a lot of people who are operating in counterfeit or under these spirits, they don't know it. Okay, because there's a seducing spirit, you're going to see this day that brings you into this. Okay, and a seducing spirit is a very subtle demonic spirit that slowly throughout your life has set up things and situations and all to take you down the wrong path and you don't know it. So one thing about deliverance ministry, the church had better know that it's more than just Telling a devil to come out. Amen. It's more than just pointing at somebody and judging people. We need, you shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Amen. And we need to have compassion for those who need deliverance. And we need to recognize everybody's looking for this great revival outpouring, right? And there's a lot going on and the Holy Spirit is doing a lot right now. But I'm going to tell you what's going to be the number one thing needed. That the church isn't ready for. So we're into training around here. We need to know how to cast out demons. And honest to goodness. It's not just talking to something. When you really cast one out. You know it. Amen. And I'll just say this. For people who think they've had them cast out. Who have a major demonic spirit. Like something very unclean. That says you've been given over to reprobate mind. That doesn't just come out with some little reasoning. Amen. Amen. When Jesus cast demons out, the person manifested that that demon was coming out. Okay? So you don't talk demons out. You cast them out. But you help the person get free from the lies by explaining what you shall know the truth. And then when they're like, oh, I see that. Because how can I renounce something that I don't even know what I'm renouncing. Amen? So that's the part where the scripture comes in. That's the part where moving in the gifts, the different gifts of the spirit come in to help with that. And then you cast it out so the person doesn't end up seven times worse because you didn't dismantle, you didn't dismantle the the scheme of the enemy. Right now what God is doing in our nation is he's dismantling the scheme of the enemy. Amen? In the church first, everything you see in our politics is in the church elitism oh my gosh carry my books oh my gosh jesus told the who's whistling so loud see what kids whistling and tell them to stop (laughs) it's like oh we should have known we should have known you're the whistler (laughs) that child was raised from the dead people and when she was raised from the dead, God prophesied that she was a prophet and she would be so bold and she would have an out there personality. And has that not been true? <laughs> so, so she can whistle if she wants, amen? <laughs> I love it when I see people who had a super miracle That every time you see them, all it does is make you know how big God is. Amen? If God raised that little girl from the dead, from in her mom's womb, Karen had a melanoma tumor about this big, diagnosed melanoma, got an inner healing deliverance the night before they were removing it. They removed it, left her arm part open because they thought for sure we're going to have to go in and do all this other stuff and chemo, radiation, everything. They couldn't find it. The tumor, by the time she went back to have it removed, God had removed the cancer. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so you just, you just look around and it's like, oh my gosh, everybody here almost has a story. Amen. We need some victories for a few of you. Amen. We need some victories for a few of you. Because God didn't fill this place up with this kind of testimony for y'all to be an audience. Amen. Y'all are going to be ministers. Amen. Y'all are going to set people free. You're going to heal the brokenhearted. You're going to not be afraid of devils. You're going to cast them out without excitedly. Amen? To stop what people are going through. We are looking at an entire culture saturated and taught in the education system. Demonic things. If you don't believe it, go see how many kids have been exposed to Harry Potter in the public schools. That's witchcraft. Divination. And our generation has enough of that mess. Can you imagine the upcoming generations where it's taught to them in school, but not the Bible? Crazy world. All right. Anyhow, so let's get back to our critter thing. All right, so when I, like I said, so when I find a book that's really, um, says it better than I could have ever said it. I'd just like to take some parts out of that book. I'd like to promote that book. And um, I'm not going to, I'm only going to quote a few things because I want to not um, be stealing their stuff. But it's really God's stuff. If I'm interested, it's God's stuff, to be quite honest with you. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get back to the p- chapter quicker. So if you get this book, it's in, this part's in chapter two, but the whole book's pretty good. All right. So we're going to talk with the Critter of Divination and Familiar Spirits. And some of this is on your worksheets. And so, like I said, tonight in your groups, I would take this really serious. I would seriously take this home to anyone who has school-aid children. And I would read this. You might even want to get the book. And I, this would definitely be good. And really go after this and line upon line upon this. This person, not even knowing... What I was going after to help somebody get free. They so nailed it. When I, You know how the Holy Spirit just shows you. Like this is this. This is this. Alright. So. Um, so if you look at the worksheet. Tonight we're going to look at. Unclean spirits. Foul, they're foul spirits. Full of sin. Dirty. Filthy. Unclean spirits open the door to sickness. So we're going to look at the combination of that. Um. Unclean spirits can bring vexation or torment to you. They can pervert God's plan for your life. And you have scriptures beside all this. People, if God lives inside of you, you have power over unclean spirits. And the way to keep them away is to repent and humble your heart before God. So all those scriptures are there. Because we're not going to have a chance to go over all this. So these are things you can go home and look over. All right. We're going to hopefully, this may be a couple weeks series but evil spirits now evil spirits cause injury wickedness hardship harassment they produce sorrow and injustice so you can look at an evil spirit and the the devil that broke the tree branch off that went through my daughter's head and killed her when she was seven for those who don't know you have to get my book that was an evil spirit amen that was an evil spirit. That thing came to produce sorrow. It comes to kill, still, and destroy. Now look at this unclean spirit brings sickness. Most people don't realize unclean spirit has to do with sickness. Vexation and torment. That means mental illness. Anxiety, panic attacks. All right. All right. Um, the evil spirit sets up uh, schemes in your mind. To try to take over your mind. The way to protect yourself from an evil spirit is to put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6. And God will deliver us from every evil work and preserve us for his kingdom. 2 Timothy 4.18. Okay. Now familiar spirits and spirit of divination is witchcraft. Now this could be generational. So that spirit can go through a family line. (laughs) Okay, I'm used to saying things that make people upset, but I'm, I don't really bother, worry about it. If you've ever wanted your identity in your ancestry and your ancestry is connected to witchcraft, such as anyone who is a Mormon, uh, I'm just gonna, most African American, most African background is full of witchcraft, even to this day. It's a different game when you go there to minister. You see manifest stage, you see You see people in witchcraft come out and dance all around and do all this weird stuff. And it's, it, I mean, they're just like right there doing their best to stop what got they almost get saved every time. Like you stop in midair, they like like who did that you know and and it's really interesting because it's blatant i think it's more blatant in our country now than it used to be but you go to these other nations when you go to pray for people those witchcraft demons in them so so you really need to cleanse your generational lines so if you're trying to get your identity and I understand all this. When the enemy makes you try to hate yourself, hate your, feel hated by your nation and hate all that stuff, and then everybody's trying to find a way to feel good about themselves. Can I tell you the way to feel good about yourself? Identifying Christ. Amen? Identifying Christ. But we all know that as people have been, you know, dealing with anger and bitterness and hurt and injustice, there was a movement Probably what about the 1960s, 70s to really go back to your roots, and and that's when everybody started wearing the African gear. And that, and I'm not, I'm okay with uh, you can you can you can celebrate who God chose to make your 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 ancestry line. Amen. But you can't identify with anything but Christ. Why? Because I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. When I have to go back to try to identify with something else, I'm actually saying to God, being in your family is not enough. And the enemy pushed that and hurt people. What he did, though, is he opened a gigantic line of generational curse of witchcraft to get into the black church. To get into the black community. Amen. Now now just so we can even all this out. In the European background. They didn't have that much witchcraft. But they got into it. With the new age stuff. So in the 60s and 70s. They brought in a more sophisticated form. Witchcraft to the US. In the form of new age. And you've got to watch some of these things out there. I'm okay for natural oils. If you, if you want to put something natural and make your house smell good or something, whatever. I'm not okay with the way some of this is pushed as a replacement for the stripes on his back. Amen? Because now you're crossing it over. People are going to love this. But you are crossing it over into witchcraft, divination. And there's something gets weird on it. And if you ever did drugs before, That's witchcraft. Which is why medicines are witchcraft. Which is why God uses herbs to heal and all this kind of thing. He's okay with doctors. I'm, not, I'm telling you though, as believers in Christ, get it. The rest of the world, they don't have Christ, you guys. They need to do whatever they need to do to get by till they find Christ. We have Christ. Amen? We have the great physician. And I'm not, for anybody... My son was on medikins or or, uh, (laughs) medikins, medicines, (laughs) medicines for years, like over 16 years. Serious medicines, like uh, they put him on something that a, a transplant patient, organ transplant patient, would take, so that their body would not reject it. Okay, for his own body was beating himself up. It's a whole story. It's prophetic. It's amazing. Those medications were supposed to make him have very severe diabetes, not get over four feet tall, be blind, and it seems like there was one other thing. Anyway, those things for sure. Well, when I found out about it, I didn't take him off the medicines because at that point he needed them. But I prayed that no poison shall harm him and we said we're going to do this Friday night Friday night during our intercession we are having a really wild time that no poison shall harm you including any pokes that you got because of 2020 amen amen I mean some people got pokes because they had to get pokes to keep their jobs some people got pokes out of fear don't ever do anything out of fear amen don't ever do anything out of fear you have to do everything in faith. But I'm not one to sit there, oh, too bad. Let's just wait and see what happens to you. Bottom line is, no poisons shall harm me. So I already see this prophetic thing we're doing. We're going to be acting like we had a snake bite in our hand. We're going to read that scripture. We're going to shake that snake off in the name of Jesus. Ho! And we're going to break the power. And some of you who have been on meds for years and years and years. That reads a million kind of side effects. You need to come and do this. And you need to start being serious if you're taking meds to break the power of the harm they can cause. Amen? Amen. Some people take meds for heart headaches and the side effects are a hundred times worse than a the headache. They may think at the time the headache's bad, but not if you actually get all that stuff it tells you you might get. Amen? Even that's all kind of witchcrafty. Amen? Amen. So, like I said, I'm not... I do everything in faith. Amen? Don't do anything until you can do it in faith. And not pretended faith, real faith. What's real faith? Okay, I know this can really harm. I'm not just pretending it can't. I'm not just taking it because I'm just pretend. I don't, don't do nothing in pretended faith. Amen? Pretended faith is being set up for the enemy to wham you. Real faith is a real decision. Where you're like, okay, Lord, if you're not going to make a way out for me of this, if you're not making a way of escaping this, then I'm going to trust you and I'm going to seek your face and pray until you show me that you show me that this is what I'm going to do. And I'll just be honest, I'm not doing it so I can go on a vacation. Amen? But Lord, if you want me to go to Africa, ho, oh, I've got to take this... Something. I think I'm all I think I got on my booster shots. I went for years to the Philippines and all I didn't even know they made shots for tourists to take. I had no idea. We just went in faith. And then when we got somebody in love her, we do love her. But she's got medical training. You know you're supposed to get all these shots. I'm like Huh? <laughs> I had to speak in tongue when they give me a shot. I don't like nothing poking me. I'm like, I said Okay, I'm going to speak in tongues, so don't freak out. I'm a Christian, but I'm just going to speak in tongues. Do you know if you speak in tongues, you don't even feel the shot? You can even go on a roller coaster. And if you speak in tongues, the spirit of fear can't get you. Then you get off the roller coaster. Why do I do that if I have to speak in tongues to do that? So I've decided when I hit 50 that I wasn't going on roller coasters anymore. But anyway... Amen. But at least when I, my kids are like, "Mom, shut up," I'm like, "Oh God, I'm like, shh, Mom, be quiet." <laughs> so I'll take you on the roller coaster. We don't want to go on the roller coaster with you anymore. <laughs> all right. So tonight we're going to just touch on this, and then our groups will talk about it more. But we're going to look at, and these these different ones, all of these spirits here are involved in the spirit of divination. Okay. And so, Python spirit is a familiar spirit, and then under that is Python spirit. Um, Now, the Python spirit, this was new to me, it guards the spirit of divination. So, when I can't get to a spirit of divination to get it out of somebody, I didn't realize the Python spirit is one that guards it. And I always ask God, what is the guard? What is the thing that's keeping this thing from coming out when you tell it to come out? So when I start looking at it, I say, man, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I've been really praying. to get. I'm sure other people have this written down. I just don't read that many of those big, thick books. All right. So I'm just going to talk a little bit from this book, and then we'll look at each of those things. First of all, know who's doing deliverance on you and know who you're delivering. The Bible says don't lay hands on people lightly. And... Okay, I know in some big, big churches they tell everybody to pray for the person beside you. All right, if Holy Spirit is really leading them, and I'm not saying he's not, because he could tell he could tell somebody that, hey, I've bound up every single thing in their biggest hands. But a lot of times people are just, you know, I have people I've had people come to the door saying that God sent them to pray for me. And like, I have a word for you. Can I give it to you? And I'm like, No. They're like well, God sent me here. I said, well, he didn't tell me you were coming, and I'm not interested. Amen? And um, one time, I got something in the mail. Well, more than one time. I can, I can usually tell emails, and I, I got to have a really strong sense of discernment. But one time, before I even opened the letter, the Lord said, don't open that. Throw it away. Well, I thought, well, what if it's, you know, important? I opened that nutty letter, and I read it. I can't remember it now, but it just got all in my mind, tormenting me. It's so full of witchcraft. And I had to repent. And I had to literally ask God to clean that spirit out of my mind that got in when I read that letter. Um, There have been people who've sat in this church before who aren't here anymore. Thank you, Jesus. They're probably watching this, but that's okay, because God already promised me they can't touch me. That really operated in witchcraft. And they would constantly... Send me or other people these threatening letters and things. Um, and, and so when there's really a spirit of divination on something, it jumps right off the page. Right? You know when you read something anointed by the Holy Spirit? Like when I was reading this and it jumps off the page at you? Even if it's not the Bible, but it's from the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, witchcraft does the same but with an evil spirit. Okay? So it's really spiritual. And that's why reading these books isn't okay. I mean, if, if you haven't been around for a while, I would go all the way back to anything you've ever watched and let in your eyes or your ears that had a power behind it that wasn't the Holy Spirit. We opened our nation up with shows like I Dream of Jeannie and Bewitched. Even in some ways, The Wizard of Oz. Okay. You know, as while my son was watching The Wizard of Oz that the spirit came out of the show and started his whole thing of sickness. With those monkeys that fly around and stuff. And he, he told me, he acts like he doesn't remember it now, but when he was young, he said that that thing showed up in his room and made friends with him so it wouldn't scare him anymore. Can I just say, when the psychiatrists say that people, kids that see invisible things are smart, could, could be being flattered. There's a demon trying to get into your kid's brain. So we're so easy to go along with. Oh, my kid's so—that's a flattering spirit. Amen. Can I just tell you this? The imagination is made for one thing. It's made for the secret place between you and God. It's where God can talk to you, reveal himself to you, show things to you in the spirit, teach you things and help you to mature in the things of God. And how many know we need a gigantic cleansing of the secret place? How much more do the parents today need to take this serious? And they don't. Can I say sin and demons do not change with culture? You can't all of a sudden, well, our culture is different. Well, that doesn't mean that demon should be here now. It means you're going to have to guard things more. Amen? Amen? So I'll just be honest if it's magic and power and it's not Holy Spirit, it's demonic. If it's conjuring up something, the word conjuring is demonic. I'm just telling you. And if you played in this stuff, I'm talking about Ouija boards. I'm ta- we got a whole teaching on this somewhere. This is going to be a whole long series. Amen? I'm talking about seances, I'm talking about um, anything, uh, card reading, tea reading, reading your veins, any of that mess. You need to renounce it. Don't forget that I'm telling you, there's right in your notebooks, you need to renounce it. You want every single door to the occult closed. Amen? Amen? And you need to break the power of generational curses of it, especially if you know your particular ancestry more than likely operated in it. Amen? Mm -hmm. But to be careful, I would just say everybody should. But how much more the generations we're looking at? Everybody acts like this is going to be this nice, sweet little revival move of God. This is going to be the book of Acts on Steroids. Doing the works that Jesus did in greater works. We will have people lined up around the buildings of every church that God, that, that's serious about God. And casting out demons like it's normal everyday fare. Amen? Amen. Instead of trying to talk the drug addict into not doing drugs anymore. But they have to hate it. You have to hate what God hates or it's not leaving them. If it does, it'll come back seven times worse. Amen? So you're going to have to make people a little upset when you make them hate things that God hates. Amen? You don't want the devil to be the one to make you hate it. Because by the time you get to that, it's gotten pretty bad. All right. So I think we have teaching on this. I don't know if it's on the mentorship. It's probably, I think I'm, Seeing the series we're going to have to do on some Saturday coming up, maybe we'll have speakers for some of this. So he talks about that churches have, lo- have lowered their standards, opened the doors to a form of godliness. This has caused the church to turn its focus from character, integrity, and righteousness, and the spiritual gifts, and now they focus on accuracy, skill, and performance. And he's saying we need to get back to the character. We need to get back to the character, not the gift. And the, the walk that person has with Christ, the only thing that really gives you the character of Christ is not how old you are, it's how much you walk with him and yield to him and hate what he hates and let, let him change your heart. It's, it's how serious you are about being holy because he's holy. Amen? It's how, serious, it's how seriously uh, you care about wanting to be close to him, wanting clean hands and a pure heart praying for clean I'll tell you what the the church isn't big on this if they were there would be there would be tuesday night or meetings and every church seriously dealing with sanctification issues that we've been doing for 20 some years this is up and coming there's going to be a holiness move of god that's going to be his spirit setting people free and delivering people amen and there's going to be power that's going to come to do this much more quickly than we've been able to do it up till now. Amen. You know, anything leaves you the minute you hate it. If you're born again, it has to. So if sickness stays, some about it you don't hate. whether it's the diet you eat that helps you to be sick, whether it's the tension you get, whether it's you just don't want to give up the medicines, whatever it is, everything has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. If you're, unless you don't want it to bow its knee for some reason. It could be a really tiny reason. It could be fear. It can be unbelief. It could be, but every, this isn't hard. They have to bow their knee to the name of Jesus. And it's not based on the person praying for you. If you're born again, it's just based on you. Amen. Some of them only come out with fasting and prayer. Why? Because that thing is so strong and you don't yet see what the problem is. Amen. That's what fa- fasting is just, I'm not, I'm not giving into this. I'm spending time with God. I'm seeking the Lord about this. I'm going to hear God about this. I'm that serious. See, one of the problems I think in America is until it's life and death, we don't get that serious. We just go to the doctor, take another pill, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. But then when we get the terrible diagnosis That the unclean spirit is brought of sickness that's terminal. That everybody's praying, laying hands, running here, there, everywhere. Well, praise God. What if we took it that serious when the devil attacks? So he's talking about oftentimes those who are anointed by God to operate apostolic and prophetic ministries, they will attract familiar spirits and people with spirits of divination. A familiar spirit is a demon. Okay, get this. A familiar spirit... What that is saying, and we've seen this to be true, when you move in the kind of gifting that's prophetic and apostolic, and you really cast out demons, and you really move in the gifts of the spirit, the enemy will bring people, whether they know they have the real deal or not, to those kind of meetings, because that person is drawn to that. A a spirit of witchcraft is really drawn to the supernatural, They'd much rather be praying for people and prophesy anything but spending time in the word, really study and seeing who Jesus is. Almost anything besides dealing with their own issues, their heart issues and repentance. There is a, there's a drawing. The spirit of divination is drawn to the supernatural. Amen. The spirit of divination, all new agers, Right. There's a lot of young people because our entire culture for the last over 20 years has been very much the cartoons, the movies, the music, right, has been very much occultish, of the occult and what they're saying and doing. So that's why these so many kids are running to a lot of this stuff, but there's no fruit. A lot of them, a lot of them are living godly, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them have no trouble, you know fornicating and smoking pot and doing whatever, and then coming in church and laying hands on people and thinking they're all spiritual. And the church has allowed this because we're so desperately wanting to see our young people move in the things of God. Amen? Amen. People who have had drug problems and alcohol problems and want to come in the church and right away start ministering, it's just switching addictions in the supernatural. And they can really fool you. We've all been fooled. We've been through this many years to see people who used to get high. And then they can actually get that same part of the brain triggered in the anointing. But it not be God for them. We've watched it happen. And they keep doing drugs, but they think they're okay because I felt the presence of God. That was awesome. No, you felt gosh, I didn't mean to get in all this. You were created for God's good pleasure. Do you know that? You were created for God's good pleasure. We got a really good teaching on this. And he put every single um, part of your body together, right? And he purposely put appetites in you that would bring you pleasure. Because he's a good God. Amen? And when he put all that together, he never put us together thinking oh Satan's going to try to get a hold of this God does not operate in fear amen so Satan doesn't do anything people except he knows how to get to those places in our brains and other parts of the body but most of it's in the brain where God has placed a certain way the anointing brings pleasure and Satan has found things to trigger that that's why they say it's all in your brain. Addiction's in your brain. Amen? So Satan perverts things. He's a perver- He can't create anything. He perverts it. So he finds out. But here's the church is sitting there. Oh, we don't want to mess with that getting drunk in the Holy Spirit. So the devil knows how to pervert that with alcohol and get people drunk in the wrong thing. Amen? Well, heavens, don't even talk about really, really going into high places with God. You know, don't really talk about an anointing that just is out of this world. Well, so Satan knows how to get to that part of the brain. So when addicts come into a really a meeting where there's a lot of the supernatural, it can get triggered. But they're not there for God, they're there for the high. And all that does is keep that demon in there to get them back into drugs one day or back into alcohol one day. Amen. I've got a lot of teaching, unless I can't get into all this now, but you can go to the mentorship and get some of it. All right. But we're going to have to know all this to get people free. Amen. It was said, well, Jesus did it quickly. Actually, Jesus would sit there and talk to a woman at the well all day long. And he was God, and he worked, uh, you know, as a totally spirit yielded human in his humanity, and only doing what he saw the Father do. And saying what he heard the Father say. But he had a totally open communication. Amen? He still would spend all day talking with someone to get them free. He just didn't include all that conversation and everything. And then if he set somebody free who was completely demonized. He then would you would see him in scripture sitting there talking to them afterwards. Sometimes for days. They'd follow him around for days. Okay? To tell them how to stay free. To tell them what happened. So we need to get past this fast food thinking about stuff. The word says you shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. So you need to know the truth. God's not going to change it because we're in the end times. He's just going to help us get to it faster. Amen. A familiar spirit is a demon that channels through an individual passing spiritually illegal information from the spirit world into the natural world. The most deceptive thing about this exchange is that the information may be accurate, but the source is demonic. People, you've got to want only the Holy Ghost. There's so much strange stuff out there in the church today. Okay, familiar spirits can really tell you things about people. Amen? If a familiar spirit knows that that person has a certain sickness... Because an unclean spirit got in the game that sickness. And this familiar spirit works with that, right? That familiar spirit could tell someone what that person has. And it could be called out. Okay, this is not taken away from the true gifts that you see in prophets like uh, Chris Reed right now. Amen? Amen? But by the fruit you'll know them. So people in witchcraft, you can look at the story about Moses throwing down the rod and all of the, all the uh, people in witchcraft, all their astrologers, all their magicians, right, could almost copy every single um, supernatural thing. Amen? So you can't go by that it's supernatural. You can't just go, well, that was supernatural. You have to go by, does this person lift up the name of Jesus? Is everything they're talking, is it Jesus-centered? Stay away from anything or any book or any teaching that is not Jesus-centered. Amen? Run. It shouldn't be gift-centered. It shouldn't be supernatural. Everything is about Jesus. He is the cornerstone, which is in today's building would be the foundation. And everything has to connect to his headship. Amen? Everything. This isn't to make you leery of the supernatural. How I many? in mean, we live in a day and age when there's so much supernatural, it's not funny. Amen? So we shouldn't be impressed by the supernatural. It's a wicked generation that looks for a sign. It's a wicked generation. So if you run to something, I want to see that. And there's so much mixture everywhere. If somebody can't talk about Jesus, I don't really care about their signs and wonders. If they're not pointing me to Jesus, to the cross, to living a holy life, to selling out to God, to getting close to Christ, I'm not interested. Amen? That doesn't mean you're not going to go to some seminars and some conferences where that's the topic. But overall, that person really preaches Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But how, how many times have I said Jesus? All right you need to walk out if you sit somewhere very long and somebody's ministering and they don't say Jesus if they don't use the name of Jesus they don't understand his blood if they don't understand what he's done if they think that we and him are the same run he's the creator We're crea- we are new creations he is not the new creation he is the creator there is a big difference there's only one creator Father, Son, Holy Spirit our God is the only creator and there's some people I like listening to, but I'm not even playing them because one says we are the creators. We are not, we can't create anything. Give me absolutely nothing, and it'll never turn into anything. I feel like, okay, you created a person. Come here and with this nothing, make something. Now, with magic and stuff, people can make it seem as if they've made something. That's don't watch that mess. Amen. All right. So I want you to know the spirit realm is real. So familiar spirit, remember the word familiar spirit, that is a demon whose job is to know stuff about you, your past, and other people. And that spirit can know real stuff that the devil's done. That girl falling behind Paul is the biggest scripture to look about this. She knew that these were powerful, mighty men of God. Amen? She knew that. And because she kept saying it and she kept flattering with it, it finally got to Paul and he cast it out of her. He couldn't take it no more. It, it got him beat up. It kind of stopped the... Um, some Someone was saying, they made a comment that they think he did it because he was irritated instead of let of God. <laughs> because they, had the, they got all beat up after that and thrown out of town and everything else. I'm not saying if he was supposed to do it then. If he wasn't supposed to do it then, that is kind of perspective. The bottom line is... When you're in the anointing, you really can't stand that spirit, the counterfeit. It does get to you. Amen? It, it, just, it To this day, because I asked God for discernment years ago, really prayed for it, it still bothers me. There are people I see on these big TV shows, and because they're mimicking what some other prophet's saying, but personally, I just can't even watch it. Sometimes it's just because I'm not supposed to watch it yet. I'd be critical, and and, and I would be missing it. But other times, it's because this is more about them trying to build their career than what God has showed them or hasn't shown them. Amen? And we're all human. We all struggle with all that. So I'm not judging it. It's just like, Lord, give me ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen? I only want to hear what He's saying. All right. So tonight, when, you, when we break up to do this, if we get time, we may be here, we need to deal with familiar spirits. If you've ever tried to do ESP, if you've ever tried to do Ouija boards, if you've ever done any of that stuff, you opened up to a familiar spirit. If you ever got into anything where somebody's telling you your future, fortune telling, all of that is done with a familiar spirit. Amen? So we want to break that off. If our parents did that, we want to break it off. Generationally, we want to break that off. All right? Um, if you're... If you had a relative, I'm talking to somebody, they'll know who I'm talking to, who everyone thought was a prophetess, but they were really mentally insane. It was this familiar spirit giving them the prophecy that fooled a lot of people. So you want to break the power of that familiar spirit. Ho! A familiar spirit will begin to speak to you as if it's the Holy Spirit. And it can have real details about things. And it will take your sound mind. Amen? So I'm telling you some of the things about mental illness. What the world calls mental illness. So if you know people like this, you need to be praying that. You've got a familiar spirit. Everything that's supernatural is not God. Most things that are supernatural is not God. Amen? All I can do is read a book. If you read a book and they make the occult sound so powerful, it's not a God book. It's a book to make you... Afraid of the occult. Afraid to deal with. I'm not afraid. If, I don't want to deal with people in witchcraft. But I'll deal with anything God wants me to deal with. He's not afraid of anything. Amen. I just want my heart pure. I don't want my heart pure so the devil can't hurt me. I want my heart pure because I want to be close to Jesus. I want to be holy because he's holy. I don't live my life trying to be free from where the devil can get to me. I want to live my life free to where God can be close to me. Amen. See the focus? You gotta have the right focus. My focus is Jesus and and being close to him. If your focus is fear and not, not letting the devil get you, you're right in the way for the devil to get you. Amen? So you got to spend some time with God. Help me get free from fear. Help my focus be you, Lord. Don't read books. Start getting sensitive. The Holy Spirit says put that down. When curiosity has you going to the next page, that's a demonic spirit. I mean, I, I read some books. I won't say who, but there was one way back. I don't know if anybody... There was also that... There was some guy who had a deliverance thing and they did it on the radio and he'd do it and they'd do it on TV and people would start manifesting and this and that. But it gave me the creeps. I'm not saying the people weren't really born again. I'm saying they were using the demonic manifestations to build a ministry. Like, like demons, it's a, no, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying God won't put some people out there so other people in the church will start to know I'm not touching it, but I am saying I didn't like watching demons in action. Amen. I didn't like watching demons manifest in people. I don't think it's a sideshow. I don't think it's something we should have cameras on so everybody, you know, it's gross. Amen. It's interesting. I mean, when you really do it and you really see how real this is, it's very, interesting but I've never grabbed a camera sometimes I wish I had (laughs) we've seen some wild ones but but I'm just saying there's nothing in you that should get excited about it remember Jesus said to the disciples and they came back and they said hey the demons you know we cast out demons in your name and he says hey don't be excited about that Keep your eyes on that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, which is a real indicator of how people get off. If somebody comes to you, oh, you've got to go to this meeting because this and this and this. If they're just talking about the supernatural at that meeting, you need to maybe sit down with them and say, you know, we need to talk to you a little bit about where's your heart. Because it's a wicked generation that looks for a sign. You need to go deal with some wickedness in your heart. You don't want to be led by wickedness. Amen. You know what's the saddest thing? Is that the entire church isn't so full of the divine nature of God <sighs> that we wouldn't even think it was unusual to have to run to see it. Right? I guarantee you in the book of Acts they weren't saying, Oh, let's go over there. Did you see what Paul was doing? And Jan- that was normal Christianity. God's going to restore the apostolic and he's going to restore normal Christianity, which is we expect Holy Spirit to be there. Amen. I expect Holy Spirit to be here on Sunday mornings when we're worshiping. Amen. I expect if we pray for people, how people are going to get healed, set free, delivered, fall out, the power of God's going to be. There. I expect it. It's normal Christianity because God lives in us. Amen. God lives in us. We should expect it. We should expect him to show up and it to look powerful. All for the glory of Jesus Christ and the Father. Amen. Now if you love this teaching then you better say you love this teaching